do you recognize the baby in that picture? That's Shirley's baby, Ben. Would you think less of Shirley Bennett if she offered to sell Ben on Craigslist for a chance to bump it with Denzel? That was a joke for my cousin! Damn those Facebook privacy settings! Good, Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community, Season 3, Episode 22, Introduction to Finality. Boy, howdy. We get a lot of finality in this episode, but not when it comes to Poddex, because it's time <laughs> for Outsourcing Mike's Bits. Uh, just so you know, Mike, you're now creating seven... Different timelines? Yes. That's why I say it's not final, because we got seven of these ding-dang things, and we're going to we're gonna do one today. Um, again, it is hard to shuffle uh, when you get less than 10, <laughs> but we're going to give it a try for the mediocre shuffle. God, I hope like, it's literally, the Literally, this question. sucks. Like, it's three in one hand and four in the other. <laughs> I can't even... Uh, all right. It sucked. It's real bad this time. Um, now... Ben, yes. Bet, bets on whether or not it is the sex number. I mean, it's a one out of seven chance, so I'm going to bet 400 million space bucks Okay. on that it is. All right. I'm sorry. Those space bucks come back to me. Womp, womp, Because womp. it is not the sex question, even though this would have been probably the best last time for it. Um, instead, we've got a different... Uh, mediocre question to go along with a mediocre shuffle. Okay, hit me with it. At least it's mediocre. Toilet paper over or under? Uh, over, definitely. Uh, okay. That's, yeah. So, uh, I have a story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is, I, I'm kind of surprised I have a story about this. Uh, when we first moved into our current house, uh, we had, we had you know, a place to put the, the toilet paper on the wall. And I uh-huh. was like, oh, this looks broken. Let me let me see if I can try to fix it. And I broke it off the wall entirely. Okay, cool, cool. So not great. I'm also not a handy man uh, or a handy person in, in any way. Um, so instead of fixing it in any way, we have just kind of let it be. Um, so instead of putting it on, you know, the thing that holds it, you uh-huh. know, uh-huh. It, we just kind of put it uh, up, up and right. Uh, uh, we just kind of like leave it sitting on. We have a a, a wire uh, cabinet across from the to- the turlet, as uh, Scruffy likes to call it, um, and we just kind of put it there, and it's just kind of like on its end. And you know, you pick it up, you get some toilet paper, you do what you need to do in there. Uh, and then you get out and you put the toilet paper back on its side. So, yes, I, I, because I am basically <laughs> a behemoth breaking just toilet paper roll holders, um, it is on its side. So we have been friends for many years. And Correct. of most of those years that I have known you, you have lived in your house. Um, a good amount, yes. Actually, yes, a majority. Uh, a, a majority, yes. Um, so I am just... Now learning, that is why your toilet paper is how it is in your house. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because I am a behemoth that doesn't know how to handle his own strength, nor how to fix things. I I have never... It's never never gotten to the point of like, 
boy, we both kind of hate this. One of us will just step up and do it. So it's like, eh, it's fine. I have never questioned it because, like, you know, I'm not going to tell other people how to live their lives. Sure. Um, I, I've I've always just been like, oh, well, okay. I need to I need to use uh I need to use Mike's bathroom, and then I'll mm-hmm. I'll go in there. I'm like, okay, yeah, toilet papers, like just sitting on a shelf, um, yep. across from the toilet. All right. All right, cool. Like no, no, a no follow up questions. A normal thing for toilet paper b- to be doing. Um, I mean, for all I know, m- maybe you're like vehemently over, uh, and then Stacy is vehemently under, and so like the compromise was just forget the whole th- freaking thing. It's time to I think just... outside the bun. Exactly. Um, and uh. <laughs> So you know, I who who was I? I to, of, who was I to say? Honestly, I kind of prefer this story to the what the real one of me um, just being a a Hulk, a Hulk that doesn't know his own strength and can't fix things. Uh, yeah. No, I so mean, ne- next time next time you get into my bathroom specifically, you'll be looking around. Where was it before? Uh huh. Yeah. No. I've because I've never. I've never exactly where it is. <laughs> because despite the fact that I've never questioned it, I've also never been like. Well, where is it supposed to go? Like, I've I've never once thought like, oh, this is in the wrong place. It, there should be a little hangy thingy. Right. I've never I've never considered that. So I'm I am learning a lot about you right now, uh, my friend. <laughs> after many years of f- yes. friendship, you know, a lot of people say when you're in a relationship, you you stop learning things about the other person. Uh-huh, uh-huh. False. That's patently false. Um. um but but yeah, like. Honestly, if we did have one, I probably would just kind of acquiesce to everybody else in the uh, the apartment or house or whatever, because uh, I don't really think I don't I don't I guess I I've used all my other thinking points out, <laughs> and that one just just nope, not gonna do it. Uh, I am vehemently over. Um, absolutely. Um, n- no no offense to anyone listening who hangs their toilet paper in the underhand uh fashion but you are literally a monster um that you seem to agree with Laura who is in the you chat you know with with no, with no offense with no offense meant but vehemently over because i'm not a monster so and meanwhile, I am a monster, but not a mon- like a psychological <laughs> monster, just a you're, physical. Like you're, you're a monster, as in like I'm a monster, and just like, <laughs> just like breaking things. Yeah. you're Pull like Buster kind of Buster Bluth in yeah. season three of Arrested Development, just like <laughs> getting your claw Hook into everything. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, that's me. That's, that makes that's, perfect that's sense. That's Mike from Good Morning Greendale and soon to be Back to the Futurama. Uh, awesome, cool. So good. <laughs> There was actually there was, was actually some conversation. Question. There was a better question that I gave it credit for, and I I must give props for this specific thing for Poddex to to reutilize a known question that people have strong thoughts about. It's true. It finally it finally tapped into the pulse of of hot button questions. Um, hot button questions because that's where you use yeah, the toilet yeah, uh-huh, paper in yeah. the, on the butt. Yep, hot butt questions. Mm-hmm, um, exactly. There we go. We're we're starting this live show on a, the right note. I mean, you can't go wrong with butts. Is my motto. Um, <laughs> it's it's not just yours. I think it's a lot of people's, but mostly James Wilcox is who I'm thinking of. 
Uh, shout out to horny man James Wilcox, follower, listener, <laughs> noted of horny the show. man, noted horny man. Um, let's get into. <laughs> man we, we we shout out fans when they uh subscribe to um, our patreon when they are in the live chat like laura and donna are right mm-hmm. now and when they're notably horny yes um and trust me you gotta do a lot to be notably <laughs> horny just just want to throw that out there uh and oh J- james is notably horny Sorry, there was a siren that was going off. I think oh, the horny police are after him. So, <laughs> oh no, run, James, run! This was the segment called "Who uh, Who Among Our Friends Is the Horniest?" Uh, James Wilcox. Let's get into the episode, season three, episode twenty-two of Community. Introduction to finality. Um, yeah, Laura says when you said butts, he came right to mind. Oh, and I'm I saying think, he's I think got that's a brand. His brand. Yeah, noted horny man, the brand, <laughs> James Wilcox. Uh, this episode starts out in the cafeteria. We find out that the the study group has been taking summer class biology because, mm-hmm. uh, A, they had gotten expelled, and B, even <laughs> if they hadn't gotten expelled, uh, their uh, teacher, Professor Kane, had quit after Starburns blew himself up. Uh, mm-hmm. supposedly, allegedly, allegedly. I love just the confluence of thoughts that goes on in that sentence alone. <laughs> um, I do want to point out that the cafeteria doesn't the uh place where Subway used to be is no longer a, a restaurant of any of any kind. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but you know, he, uh, uh, Jeff wants to keep everybody online, but Britta misses Troy, and Annie's worried about Abed because Abed apparently has not left the apartment since Troy moved out. Um, reminder: This is a, in, in a world in which you are allowed to leave the apartment and are probably encouraged to do so. Uh, not the current environment. Um, uh, but but he won't even render imaginated dreamscapes in the dreamatorium. Which is a big deal. It's it's a big deal. Um, the dean shows up dressed as a sexy construction worker. Oh man, is he's he building sexy? up to some big news. Subway ended their agreement with the school for reasons, and the dean chose Shirley sandwiches to replace them. Uh, so he's got a document, and one of them has to sign as the official owner of the business. And Shirley's like, well, we should both sign it. They're 50-50 partners. And the dean's like, well, there's only one dotted line on the form. And Pierce's like, I'll do it. Yeah, he just, he jumps just right into it. Uh, and Shirley, because uh, Shirley's even like, I don't know, maybe like Pierce. And so she's trying to play that, like, maybe you should do, like, a kind of expecting that. Right, yeah. And the he's just like, I'll like, do it. Yeah, yeah, the kind of coy back and forth mm-hmm. thing. Pierce is not having it. He pays for this, so it's his. Uh, mm-hmm. Shirley's like, you wouldn't have anything if I didn't do all the work. And the dean's like, this molehill has become a mountain. I can go put together an alpine costume. <laughs> like, I love I love the idea that he's like, an event is happening. I must change into a new costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've, you've always got to have, um, you know, some sort of costume ready. Or an idea. And he's just like, well, mm-hmm. I guess I have to figure it out. Um, Pierce accuses Shirley of boxing him out of his business and Shirley's not going to let him guilt her. And they kind of go off arguing in a different direction. 
Um, and he's like, aren't you going to get involved, Jeff? And Jeff's like, no, I'm here to replace my fake bachelors so I can get back to my life as a lawyer. Uh, a stated goal he has not stated in over a season, it feels like. <laughs> it's true. Season one, he was like, I'm going to get out of here as fast as I can. I'm going to get my lawyer life back. Um, you know, he spent most of seasons one and two just constantly like hating the fact that he has not returned to his former life. Right. Uh, in season three, he like accepts that he's at Greendale. Until this very moment when he's like, aha, I will finally get out. I will finally return to being a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Everything will go back to normal. Mm -hmm. Annie mocks him a little bit and leaves. Uh, and then Britta is like, oh, right. Today's is Abed first therapy session. He's been feeling pretty vulnerable having lost Troy to the AC school. So he's letting Britta pr practice psych on Abed. And immediately yeah. Britta's like, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Give me some credit, winger. What's the worst that could happen? Classic tea up. Shut up, Leonard. I know about your crooked wang. No such thing as bad press. This whole exchange is good because I, I like the idea that Leonard just stands around waiting for people to say like classic sitcom tropes so he can be like haha classic tea up i mean that seems right for leonard though <laughs> it's pretty much his job uh at greendale i would say mm -hmm. um other than bailiff in greendale court I i'm getting ahead of myself i just i i had forgotten that greendale court is a thing um, and it's wonderful. <laughs> this time, though, it's not in the pool with the fancy $3,000 judge's table. Right. Um, that is it true. Is, it is a whole different court. It's not it's pool a whole court. Different, it's, it's, yeah, it's a different court, um, a different rule set, different, like, you know, there's an audience there. There's a jury, apparently. I guess the first one was more of a, like, tribunal sort of situation, yeah. whereas this one is a is a trial by peer. So they have to have... They have to have different settings for each right. of those types of courts. Clearly a mock mock courtroom for Greendale Court and then mm -hmm. the pool area for the Greendale Tribunal. Yep. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, we cut to I just apartment. wish once we would go back to that pool just once, just for like half a minute and be like, <laughs> hey, remember when we did this thing? No, I, I don't remember I think, that at all. I think it is literally the only time the pool is ever shown <laughs> in the entirety of the series. Um, I may be wrong about that. God, but it... they they were just like, okay, we got to get we got to get a scene with a pool because it's we got to he's got to be real braggy about that expensive judge's table. It's got to get wet, and Leonard has to be swinging around with nothing on. It really then, feels like one of those things like get you're out in a writer's room. Yeah, yeah. Well, it feels like you're in a writer's room. It's like, okay, what's the most ridiculous thing that clearly they won't sign on for because it'll be too expensive? I got it. We have to find a pool and get a really expensive table. You said they said what now? <laughs> well, I guess we're doing it. Uh, so we we go to apartment 303. Abed is just kind of minding his own business when evil Abed shows up uh, coming out of the dreamatorium. Uh, it's Abed with a full-on goatee, mm -hmm. um, which honestly looks kind of weird. Um, just seeing Abed with like actual facial hair. Yeah, it's not the felt one that he was wearing, or will be wearing for the rest of the episode. It's a, it's an actual like it, it's a prop. It's like you know the facial hair you put on people mm -hmm. when they're not going to be wearing it the entire time, but uh, it is concerning. 
Uh, Donna in the chat says it would be great if they went back to the pool for a minute and there was a table floating in it and Leonard. And I agree. I a would nice, also agree. A nice pool table, but not the pool table, right. but a pool table callback. All I'm asking is for those callbacks, baby. Sweet callbacks. So, uh, yeah, we just <laughs> we get we get a very brief sort of intro to Evil Abed before we cut to. There's a lot going on in this episode. We jump there's between three plot lines a lot. So strap a lot. in. Um, boy, howdy, it's one. We're doing uh, it this time. We we cut to the AC repair school. Uh, Murray, who I've since learned last episode learned is not named Manny. <laughs> so there you go. I've learned some things. To be uh, fair, I do think Murray is his last name, but it's just kind of the one name for Murray. Yeah. So because I noticed that because Troy has a has a name tag on that his says Barnes. that says Barnes. So Murray has to be a last name, but he's only ever referred to as Murray. So now he, could it just be a single name situation like Madonna? I was going to go with Cher, but yes. Um, I mean, both known for having a single name. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Prince. Uh huh. Uh, the symbol that he was for a number of years while de- doing legal battles over his name. That's mm-hmm. true. You know yep. what? He, 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 growing older and learning about why he became the artist, le- <laughs> or artist formerly known as Prince is basically like, oh, capitalism got in the way again. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Because like when I was young and he did that and it was like he's changing it to this weird, unpronounceable symbol. And you're like, what the hell? Like artists musical artists are just so weird like right why like they 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 need like professional help and then now i'm like capitalism sure screwed him out of that huh yep no he yep. made all the right moves no, pierce was or pierce <laughs> <laughs> prince was right prince prince not pierce dang it now i can't remember which one's the right one the uh chevy chase formerly known as pierce um the artist formerly known as Pierce. He did do a whole thing where he made the school song. Um, it's true. So, you know, he's he's it's noted only, musical it, artist. If only there was somebody more agreeable, they could have seen out that storyline. So, uh, God, how did we get on? So, okay. Uh, <laughs> got a Murray. That was we were talking about Murray. Maybe he's only got one name. Uh He's teaching a class and everyone else in the school is like super interested. Troy is not. And he's just like, I miss my friends. Murray mocks him for it. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody, nobody seems very uh, enthused by his lack of enthusiasm. So this is when Vice Dean Laybourne comes in. He asks Troy to come. Sorry, he doesn't ask. He commands that Troy come with him. Now we are introduced to the sun chamber. Uh, which you know what they say about a, a yes. heat chamber with air conditioning units in it in the first act, right? <laughs> it, it will be hot in the third. Uh, so yeah, the, it's it's this diabolical contest where two men enter as a, this room that gets continuously hotter, and they have to fix an air conditioning unit in order to make it not hot. Um, right. That's generally what AC units do, <laughs> which is which is wild. Also, from a like physics perspective, like the way air conditioners work is they blow hot air out and cold air in. Correct. So really, they would just be blowing hot air into each other's uh, chamber. 
I, I imagine that's probably <laughs> part of the gag, too. It's like you finish your AC repair, it makes the other one harder. I, yeah, I guess. I that's mean, some challenge. But, but, he, but he later on, he fixes Murray's, and then both, like, his gets cooler. I guess we don't see his not get hotter, though. So maybe... Right. Or maybe I'm just Neil deGrasse well, Tysoning once it, once this. Once he fixes it, every like literally the next shot is they're out of it. <laughs> I I could just be Neil deGrasse Tysoning this, in which case I apologize. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there's some questions about thermodynamics about the sun chamber. I am not well equipped to ask them or answer them or really think about them further. Uh, I'm just as a comedy television show. I'm just in a real pedantic mood. I went on a whole thing this this morning about the the line I've seen a million faces and I've rocked them oh, all I, in the Bon Jovi song I, Wanted I Dead or Alive. A, I came in um, with a joke and I got steamrolled on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm I'm just in a I'm I'm apparently in that sort of mood today where I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> What do you mean by that, Mr. Bon Jovi? You're seeming to take a lot of artistic license. However, let's discuss uh-huh. millions of faces. What What do you mean by you've you've seen a million faces and you've rocked them all? Have you only seen a million faces? Have you only rocked a million faces that you've also seen? Please, please explain, Mr. Bon Jovi. Now, when you tagged Bon Jovi, did you get a response? I did not tag Bon Jovi. Now, it would be great if you did tag Bon Jovi and he did respond to you. In in the the dreamatorium of my mind palace, I really love that interaction that did not happen. Uh, I'm sure he'd be like, Although oh, I do this, want, I wish somebody would guy. snitch tag it, to be honest with you, and be like, Bon Jovi, what do you have to say for yourself? You, you, have, you have a Twitter account. You want to switch? Do you you want to snitch to- tag it? <laughs> Do you want me to get on the the wavelength of John Bon Jovi? No, but you want someone to do that. Yes, so I want somebody that's be, not me. Be the change you want to see in the world. I don't think no. this is what Gandhi was referring to, I don't, but I think it still applies. I don't think Gandhi was thinking about Twitter ever. We also find out that there's a prophecy. Uh, there, There's a, a small book that's like the, the AC repair guide and... Vice Dean Layborn's op- uh, Layborn opens it up to a page with the tr- uh, an image of the truest repairman. He says that he always kind of hoped that it would be him, but now it, he realizes that it was Troy. Uh, when Layborn tells him of the prophecy, Troy's like, I miss Abed so much, which is such a wonderful moment of like, this is because it definitely feels like. Either this is super ridiculous or this is the kind of stuff that we would be doing in the Dreamatorium. Um, I feel like it's a little little bit of both. Plus, mm. I feel like sometimes, you know, just something so weird happens that you're like, I I have to tell somebody about this. (laughs) And you know that for Troy, that's going to be Abed. Right. It's not going to be Twitter. Uh, although mm-hmm. he, I believe he has used Twitter canonically. Canonically, he has used Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it could be Twitter. Um, but he does. Uh, Troy's like, you you know, this is a trade school and it's a two year degree in boxes that makes rooms cold. Right. And then uh, Murray tells Layborn of a of a coil rupture in quadrant four and Lay, uh, Layborn will take care of it. Uh, but before he leaves, he says, this is your destiny, Mr. Barnes. The true repairman will repair man. I don't know if I was too busy thinking about Bon Jovi and I mean, it's certainly possible. uh, He he does say uh, 
the truest repairman. You you fix not only air conditioners, but the men who fix them, which is a great little like chosen one messiah right. sort of line. So good. So uh, back at apartment 303, Abed is still talking with evil Abed. Um, I, I kind of glossed over most of the conversation, except for the fact that Abed says that bad things are happening. And then evil Abed says, ah, but when the when things go bad or when thing when the world gets bad enough, the good go crazy, the smart go bad because he's trying to get into good Abed's mind and like right. make him into evil. Um, he then tells him to join him in the dreamatorium and they can talk about it. And Abed's like, I think it's safer if I talk to Britta. And evil Abed's like, it's even safer for me to talk to her first. Also, this it, it, when the world gets bad enough, the good go crazy, but the smart go bad. I, I guess that means that answers why I'm not feeling myself right now. I'm not feeling like I am me. Mm-hmm. I am losing myself in the world. When the world gets bad enough, uh, the good start rewatch podcasts and the bad start whatever Joe Rogan does. Uh, so, Oh, man. <laughs> well, I hope you guys don't listen to us on Spotify because we're <clears throat> not there anymore. Uh, I think we're still technically there. No, I, um, I mean, like, they'll, they'll be oh, pulling us after that Joe Rogan uh-huh. dig. Um, so <laughs> in the light. Jo- sorry, to explain the joke a little bit further. Uh, in the library, Shirley comes up to Jeff, who's still just trying to study. He's yeah, just th- trying to get his gra- his grade. Uh, and she there is wants one mo that Jeff has in this episode. It is to pass biology. That's all it is. Uh-huh. He gets Shirley kind of roped into everything else. Wants help with the whole Pierce situation, um, and he's he. Jeff is just like no, you know. He'll just give him some time. He'll get over it. You know how how crazy and paranoid he can get. And then at that point, Pierce jumps out from behind literal like cardboard, uh, like poster board with images of books on it that he's right. been hiding behind right next to the table, uh, which is a good gag. I, I like it's that visual fantastic. gag, like seeing seeing Chevy Chase pop out from behind these like. And he's still holding them. It's like, aha! <laughs> it's like he opened a door, but the door is made out of cardboard and looks like books on one uh-huh. side. Honest, and also, honestly. And also, how do they not see him from the other angles? Because uh-huh. you have to come up one way. It's amazing. I mean, in fairness, Jeff is just trying to study, so he's preoccupied. Yeah, Shirley like just is trying really to find upset. a quiet place to, to remember what cellular mitosis uh-huh. is. Shirley is really upset about you know, what's going on so like i could see how maybe she would she would not be like thinking super clearly uh both of them would just kind of be trying to get to the table do whatever they're trying to do like i can see it but yeah it is a very funny gag it is probably one of my favorite jokes in the entire episode which is mm-hmm. saying a lot um <laughs> fair but uh yeah it's it's very good it is also a little jump scare kind of thing because I forgot it <laughs> happened. It's like, whoa, crap, what happened just now? Uh-huh. Uh, so the dean comes over and is like, why is there so much yelling? And I'm like, good question, dean. It is a library. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so good good on you, apparently. But where's the librarian telling people to shush? Uh, this is when he says that uh, there, it's fine. It'll be settled in, in Greendale Court. Uh, Shirley obviously already has her counsel. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pierce will just need to get his counsel. And, right. uh, and the, the dean says that it'll be settled at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And Jeff's like, my final's at 5. But I'm available from 3 to 4. I'll see you in court. You know, Jeff is doing uh, doing the right thing. Uh, back in the dreamatorium, uh, evil Abed is, uh, meets Britta. And we get a little evil Abed POV camera. Right. Um, it includes such information as some uh, a, a chart of meta levels. Uh, it is uh, timeline darkness two percent, and the primary mm. objective, uh, the prime objective, is to escape the dreamatorium. Yes, um, that is a very important thing for Evil Abed, that he currently cannot leave the dreamatorium. Uh, and then uh, we also find out here that uh, Vice Dean Laybourne. Uh, is dead. Uh, he inhaled a lethal dose of Freon during his repair. Uh, may his breeze join the wind. <sighs> There's a lot going on in this episode. There's so much. <laughs> like last episode, it's like we can kind of like go off on tangents. This episode's like uh-huh. you got to keep going. We got we got crap ton more things to talk about. Uh, in court, uh, we find out. That Jeff's old colleague Alan is Pierce's lawyer. Uh, so you know it's it's the return of uh, Rob Cordry, mm-hmm. um, who's uh, always very good. Agreed. Uh, he even when he's doing his, I gotta tugging at that teat, and he's like making like m- milking noises, and he's like, "That's the money." Like it's gross, but he does a good job. He he's a good job right. playing a, a skeezy lawyer. So good job. That's you know he he often gets put in that location of like being a skeezy inter occupation here. He's fairly good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, in universe, apparently Pierce is is the cash cow that you were referencing a little bit, and the firm would really like to keep him as a client. And this is when Bailiff Leonard announces the Honorable <laughs> Craig Pelton, who's like, okay, before we start, which one should I wear? And he holds up two robes. I just I love that that Leonard gets to be bailiff like there's there's just something so amazingly wholesome about that. Uh, the, and I just and love he, it. And he plays it straight. There's no weirdness about Leonard right now. And it's oh, yeah. No, it's just it's just this is Leonard's uh, afternoon job. He he clocks in to uh, Greendale bailiff at three. He's home eating his uh, Let's Potato Chips by five. Well, He's let's not go life. too deep into spoilers here. Um. So, I mean, everyone loves Let's Potato Chips. That's true. We're making assumptions here uh-huh. uh, that he that immediately he's going home to eat some Let's. But, you know, who doesn't love Let's? Back in the Dreamatorium. We just uh, like fly between different locations in this episode. And it is to, at a point very hard to keep track. It's it's some it's some whiplash here. So um, by which, of course, I meant ass whiplash. So right. I mean, we got to get the Futurama flow back going. Yeah, be, just be prepared for just the entire next uh, three seasons of this podcast are going to just be peppered with Futurama references because we, we got to we got to start juicing up that Futurama. Like it's it's coming back, man. So while while Futurama has their next season, I'm uh, that's when I'm assuming Community will finally announce the movie that we're gonna get. It, it has six to seasons of the movie because and then we'll be back to this show, uh-huh. and then we'll be we'll get another episode season of Futurama, and then this is what we're gonna do for the rest of our lives. These uh-huh. two shows, yeah, these two shows. That's it. 
We are locked in a in a yeah, yeah. Futurama community time loop. Back in apartment 303, uh, Britta is having this sort of therapy session, which uh, I would put heavy air quotes around therapy because Britta is notably not a psychiatrist. Um, she is a psychology student, so not really yeah. qualified for what she is doing. Not- um, particularly but uh she's she's trying to get more information out of abed who is claiming that he is evil abed because it, it is it is now so okay <laughs> complications there's there's <laughs> evil abed which is sort of abed's inner dialogue slash hallucination and then there's abed and then there's abed with the fake goatee kind of masquerading as evil abed and that's that's who he is now He's got the fake goatee on talking to Britta. So um that was a lot to take in. So it's 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 just it's just a lot. It really is. But so he says he's evil Abed. Uh he calls the good Abed lame Abed. And she's just like, okay, well, um, let's talk about evil. And Abed is just like, I've crossed into your timeline and I'm going to darken it. And he he starts like uh I don't know if it's now or like in the next cut back to this, but he starts uh he he starts like asking Britta, like, tell me about your parents. Like blah blah blah. Like right. he he's, he's flipping the script. Here, yeah. Um and then it it in the next scene with Brit with these two sort of breaks Britta down. Like she is just devastated by this, which is if this if this is I mean I'm not a I'm not a psychiatrist but if this is what it takes to break Britta down maybe she ought to find a new career path. Um agreed. Um it does feel like uh Evil Abed feels a little like RoboCop Abed from uh Your Bitches Triple Bitches fame. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of that. Back at the AC repair school Troy walks in on Murray, who is now the new, he's the new vice dean, um, because uh, vice dean Laybourne died, and they're just like, yeah, you know, he was the best. Troy's like, yeah, you know, he was the best. It's why I'm not sure how he could rupture a free online. It's kind of a rookie mistake. Murray says, probably a faulty valve. Uh, My first act is vice dean. I'm going to get them all replaced. And... Troy is like, huh, so you're vice dean now. And Murray's like, you know what? You're released. Go be with your friends. And then back at the trial, Greendale trial, Greendale court, that's what it's called. Back at Greendale court, Alan is questioning Annie. And uh, he's like, so uh, he shows a picture of baby Ben. He's like, so would you say that Shirley loves her son? She's like, he's like, she's like, yeah, I mean, absolutely, of course. Uh, and then he's like, would you think less of Shirley Bennett if she offered to sell Ben on Craigslist for a chance to bump it with Denzel? <laughs> I mean, I'd sell a lot of babies with a chance to bump it with Denzel. Uh-huh. I mean, it's Denzel. I feel like uh, based on all the stupid crap that I just pump onto the Internet, be it on Twitter about mr bon jovi uh or this podcast also somehow about mr bon jovi um or just you know whatever (laughs) other random stupid crap i say if i am ever in a court of law they're gonna have a lot of stupid ammunition for like 
One time, Ben said that he would uh, steal a child's piggy bank for a good BLT, which, frankly, I would, because a good BLT that does is sound great. real good. One of these days, that's it's. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on trial for something, or in a court of law, and they're Look, gonna be like, the, ben, first off, one time Ben said he would he would steal a child's piggy bank for a BLT, and I I would be like objection, a good BLT. <laughs> yes, clarification. I'm not um, gonna I'm not gonna steal a child's piggy bank for a mediocre BLT. Good BLT, absolutely. If you're representing yourself, you'll first try to. Uh, introduce love and then they'll be like love is not admissible evidence um and then uh as a callback from last week uh and then you'd be thrown directly in jail just just uh-huh. from there yeah so also also good good luck uh cops having to listen through the entirety of both back to futurama and good morning greendale <laughs> to find everything incriminating both of us have said about ourselves and each other frankly like, good uh-huh. luck. You have hours. Uh-huh. This is your job now. Go do it. And you know, you know that for me, they're starting with uh with Ring My Bell. So oh, they're gonna find out God, they're gonna find yeah. out some shit before they get even get to the Futurama stuff. Right. Like I don't incriminate myself very much in my uh in my my soapbox. Um as much as you do with Ring My Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's super cool. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, Alan uses this. this Alan uses this as a uh, uh, suggestion that Shirley is not fit to be a mother, and is also therefore clearly unfit to own a sandwich shop. I I see how these two pieces of character information flow directly in front of each other. Absolutely straightforward. No notes. Uh, I've been asked to define good BLT versus just regular BLT in the chat. Okay, uh, It is a very subjective thing, so I would have to be fairly sure that I'm going to get what I would consider a good BLT. Um, but Okay, so what is for, Ben's definition of good BLT then? Well, so a proper BLT... So here's the thing. A lot of people Ooh, think about... Proper. Uh-huh. A lot of people think that a a, a good BLT is like a bacon-based sandwich with lettuce and tomato. That is a lie. I agree with that. It's not that. A good BLT is a tomato-based sandwich with a little bit of lettuce and bacon on it. So you got to get super super juicy tomato. Got to be like thick, like thick pieces of tomato. Like it basically like putting some steak on this sandwich, but it's a tomato. Little bit of kosher salt on that bad boy, just yeah, a little I, bit. I the bacon, the so bacon's bad. gonna be the bacon's gonna be pretty salty, so you don't need much, but just a little bit to pull some of that juice out of the out of the uh, tomato, right? Right. Just like two, maybe three strips of bacon. Uh, dealer's choice on how on how crispy it is. Um, for a BLT, I prefer mine a little bit more on the crispy side. But, I think I, I would personally I, I don't agree, think, but I, I understand where you're going for. I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. Um, and then, yeah, just a, a healthy amount of uh, lettuce, just a little bit of uh, uh, the, the best mayo you've got on some nice bread. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, 
you really got to go you really got to go heavy into the tomato is the sure. thing because I'm, i've had I'm a lot of blts that are just like it's eight strips of bacon and like tiny little bit of uh tomato right no 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 i did not ask for a bacon sandwich i asked for a blt yeah the, the, you gotta get the balance right mm-hmm <clears throat> Um, also, so, we are we are now weaponizing our making our listeners hungry. Um, <laughs> now they have to go make a BLT. Uh huh. But I also I also did it to you because you are also craving a BLT. I so now. want a BLT in this specific moment, and probably, frankly, when it downloads onto my phone and I listen to it again, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> God damn it! I want a BLT so bad. Um. Anyways, yeah, I would I would steal a child's a child's piggy bank for that. Um. But I got I got to know that's a big juicy thick piece of right. heirloom you tomato. N- mm-hmm. Like you, yeah, you're talking. Let, let's see the tomato we're talking about before I I steal a child's piggy bank first. Uh, speaking Wait, of sandwiches, which I, do, I do not have that same situation when I'm selling my baby to pump it with Denzel. I I have a feeling I know what Denzel's got going on. I do not I I do not need any confirmation. But speaking of sandwiches, uh, Shirley is unfit to own a sandwich shop. Um, and then back at uh back at the dreamatorium evil abed uh, sorry abed as evil abed is still torturing britta with just psychology like he he has flipped that script she is she is crying almost she is revealing what sounds like some pretty dark stuff uh we only get the tail end of it it sounds like some pretty dark stuff And he in evil Abed mode, he has effectively made the timeline darker from 2% to 12%. And he gets up and is able to leave the dreamatorium. And he's like, hey, do you know where I can get a bone saw? Mm-hmm. Because got to get a bone saw. Because uh, his plan is to also cut off Jeff's arm to make him more like the uh, Jeff in his timeline. Uh, he does also refer to uh, Britta as uh, Jim Belushi because they can't stop uh, they can't stop Belushi punching on this show. Okay. Troy is about to leave the AC repair school when he feels just kind of a breeze on the back of his neck mm-hmm. as he walks by Dean Laybourne's painting. It and has then a he... black sla- uh, sash on it mm-hmm. just to like like we're mourning for this. And he looks back at the painting and is like, there's something I got to do. And heads back. He doesn't say that, but he he mm-hmm. he says it's, it's it with a look. his actions. It's yeah. a look. Uh huh. Meanwhile, at the trial, Jeff is not doing very well. He's he's clearly lost his edge. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, now, question, point yes. of order. Yes, is it an act? I mean, because it seems like an act to me. I mean, I think given that it's Pierce, I think you could go. Uh, he's he is he's using a strategy where he's just like i'm going to um i'm going to make pierce sort of incriminate himself whereas i think i think the jeff that we saw in season one he would have he would have gone for the throat like he would have absolutely like because it's it's pierce there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you can just you can directly pin on pierce i think giving Pierce enough rope to hang himself is, is, um, you know, it's still very Jeff Wingery, but he's, um, I don't know. I, I, I do think, and I, you know, you don't really see him practice law before 
season one. So <laughs> it's true. There's no season zero that's like the prequel where it's just Jeff Winger going to night court or whatever. Um, Isn't that a different show? Are, are there episodes? Wait, wait, hold on. Is there a deep community <laughs> uh, connected universe where I have to go watch some episodes of Night Court to see Jeff in his 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 domain? Uh, Night Court famously takes place in Manhattan, so no. This is Colorado. Um, Night Court, Colorado. Uh-huh. Uh, the the spinoff that no one watched, apparently, because uh-huh. no one's heard of it. Uh, do we have to go watch? Are there lost episodes of Night Court in like doing a Colorado like tour? And because you can definitely do law in different states like that. Um Anyway, my point is, I want there to be a community <laughs> connected universe, like the like the Marvel connected universe, like mm-hmm. like I want that, but for community and like you know, ob- like okay, we already actually do have this. Okay, hold on, hold on, my mind, my third eye is open now. Abed is in Cougar Town. It is part yes. of the community connected universe. Yes, there's got to be more. Uh, so anyways, whether or not I'm, Jeff, I'm it, being ignored on this, the end yeah, because, is nigh. because I spent all of our time talking about BLTs. <laughs> That's uh, <fair>. so, <laughs> this is what I do. I show, I show up to be like, let's talk about community. And then one, one time food is just barely mentioned. And I'm like, let me tell you about the perfect BLT. Yeah, Mile High Night Court would be a better title. I it's agree with that. It's such a great title. Um, My God. It goes so deep. Uh, and by deep, I mean high. The opposite <laughs> of deep. Whoa. So uh, whether or not Jeff is faking... He does say, oh, I just need to check my notes. Hey, while I'm doing this, does anyone know any good jokes? And then Pierce immediately, he um, he's falling over himself practically. <laughs> like he raises tell, his hand like he's in to class. To tell a racist, homophobic joke. That it's amazing. We, thankfully, do not get to hear. <laughs> it's true. Um, there's a title card that just says three jokes later, and people are literally throwing up wadded pieces of paper at him. And then uh, Jeff is like, I have no further questions, Your Honor. So and- to, to just to, to put a note on my thing, I think he's acting because the way he turns to Alan and gives just a, an, a, okay. s- a slight impish grin of, does anybody know any funny jokes? Okay, I'll, I'll no, take it. No, he doesn't wink, but I did. I'll take it. Um, that's, that's my reading of the situation. Of course, everybody has their own opinions of, of that, but that, that's mine. Uh, meanwhile, Abed is walking through the halls of Greendale Community College with uh, sunglasses and smoking a cigarette, and he's got a bone saw. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just doing jerk things to everyone to increase the timeline darkness. Back at the AC Repair School, uh, they are doing a coronation ceremony for Murray. Uh, <laughs> where the the we didn't even mention the guy who who broke the There's news like a is a Catholic priest. <laughs> I love my favorite part of the show is sometimes when it's like, oh, we forgot to mention this uh-huh. wildly weird part of this show. Um, <laughs> so the, this so Catholic, funny. this Catholic Stupid. priest is doing this coronation ceremony in the name of the five winds, east, west, north, the one we keep secret and south. I hereby proclaim you 
Yeah, in the greatest line read in the entire episode. I, I have I have my problems with this episode, and we'll get into it with grades, but I do actually really like how over-the-top this AC repair school plotline is. It's so wild. Um, it, it's... It's absolutely amazing. Um, and I, it, you know what? I, I generally don't do this, but when I, I, this line read of when he proclaims he's the truest repairman is so good. I'm going to demand that you put it in the episode. I mean, right I was, here. I was going to do it. Okay, but... great. It's so good. I am the truest repairman. <gasps> it's so good. So he's uh, like looking off to the side. He's like, I'm the truest repairman. So he it's he so declares good. that he has the right to challenge Murray to the sun chamber and everyone kind of gasps. And then we go back to the trial uh, where Alan says that um, Jeff has to figure out a way to throw the case or else he's going to have to figure out where he's going to work when he's out of here. Because it turns out Ted is gone. Mm. Drew, Drew Carey, Drew Carey with the hole in the hand. He's gone. Eaten, he got eaten by a shark. And now Alan's the big apparently, dog. Apparently legitimately eaten by a shark. Uh-huh, yeah, was it not... wasn't a metaphor. Right. Um, the, I, I will say, though, on the community wikia or whatever, uh, it does uh, lay some, some – it does it keeps that kind of vague of like, we don't know if this character is being a uh, reliable narrator of this fact. So it's uh-huh. like – so it's like Ted is – was? <laughs> <laughs> Which is very funny to me. Uh-huh. So this is the last mention of Ted that that it found in the the wiki. So it's like, well, I mean, who knows? I guess who cares? Drew Carey has never returned to this show ever again. This is when the Dean comes back in. He's dressed like blind justice and he he hits his leg on the corner right on a fresh (laughs) tattoo because he's he's literally got a blindfold on as part of this costume. A for effort. A C for, for execution. To the, yeah. the committing to the bit, always uh-huh. appre- approve of it. Back in the sun chamber, uh, we're getting right. introduced to the sun. There's a guy named Dennis who's dressed up in all sorts of weird AC hoses and things. And he's like, there are no rules. And then someone's like, okay, Dennis, are you on cocaine? Clearly there are rules. Here are the rules. Two men are sealed in the chamber, each with a broken AC unit. The heat goes up. And if you don't fix it, you're in there until one man yields or they die. Which is kind of a rough thing for a community college AC repair school. Um, I did look up, though, because uh, I, I was, you know, trying to to understand what was going on in the the dentist guy who is legitimately way too hyped up for this. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the the actor that is playing him is the host of Screen Junkies. I don't know what that is. I think it's a, a YouTube uh, channel. Um, so yeah, that's that was something that I learned on the re- uh, community Reddit because it was submitted eight years ago. Uh, so that's old information that Mike is learning. February twenty second, twenty twenty two. So they get sealed into the sun chamber. And the heat starts going up. It starts at like an 80-something degree. So it's already like pretty hot in there. But it's it's going up. Yeah. And Tro- Murray starts starts getting to work on this thing. And Troy just stands there. Uh, which kind of... Like, it, it psychs Murray out. Right. He's staring at Murray. It's not like mm-hmm. he's like staring at the AC. He's just like, I'm you, you keep going. Mm-hmm. 
back at the uh, Greendale court, uh, Britta comes in and sh- and uh, she says to I think Annie, yeah. it's just like, man, everything everything just sucks. I'm thinking about dying my hair because like the the darkest timeline prophecy is coming true. So right. I just love that anytime that Britta's Britta sees that everything is terrible, she's like dye my hair. It's mm-hmm. very funny to me. Um, so evil Abed, or I guess I guess as the nomenclature we've decided to use is Abed as evil Abed with yes. the felt goatee. Because I didn't write it down that way, and I kind of I kind of got swept up in the decision, and I've got swept up in the excitement of the whole episode. Uh, he he comes in and plug and is about to plug in his saw um, when he starts seeing real Abed as kind of a vision being like, that's horrible. And Abed as evil Abed zaps his imagined counterpart and plugs in the saw, but the cord's not very long. So he's like, now I got to figure out a way to actually cut off his arm and then leaves. Oh, Shirley tells uh, Jeff that he, I, I don't want you to jeopardize your career. I want you to have what you want. And the Dean then calls for Jeff's closing statement. And Jeff's like a little unsure about what he does want. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, because w- when Shirley says that, she's like, "You should just throw the case." Because yeah, right. Um, so mm-hmm. back in the sun chamber, the heat is up to ninety-five, and Troy manages to fix his unit without even looking at it. Like, yeah, he he just calmly like mm-hmm. stares at Murray, cranks one thing, puts it back on, turns it on, and it's good. Um, you know, he he's able to drive it down from ninety-five degrees Fahrenheit, thirty-five degrees Celsius. I did do the calculations for those of us that don't use Celsius, because I know that there's a uh-huh. you know for for those of us because uh, uh, we use freedom units here, <laughs> yes. and uh, you know we keep, <laughs> we keep referencing freedom units, and I don't like it. <laughs> I saw that somewhere, somewhat like I was watching something, and they they called it uh freedom units and i'm just like yeah no i'm gonna i'm just gonna uh, adopt that because I, I like know you're, but i know you're doing it ironically and there are some people that do not is the problem with well that. I'm, I'm doing it because honest like 100 the metric system is better and we should oh, absolutely, absolutely be using it, it. uh i'm i'm not i I'm, I'm doing it ironically in a way because i i'm like no, we there's no reason for us to use miles um right now with that said I I am 100% on the metric train except for ambient temperature because <laughs> because oh, baby. Fahren- Here we go. Fahrenheit Fahrenheit has a little bit more resolution to it so 1 degree of Fahrenheit sure is like it, it's it's different than 1 degree of Celsius right mm-hmm. I ran into this later on um, when I did some calculations about Murray's chamber getting too hot so so but then also, because Fahrenheit is built entirely around the idea of human comfort, right? So, right. like, 100 is is very hot and zero is very cold. And so I feel that spe- for specifically ambient temperature, not scientific temperature, but specifically for me saying it is it is so many degrees today. Right. I want I want to use Fahrenheit for all other things, all other things metric is the way to go so you don't want to uh, turn on the weather channel and they're saying well it's a nice 20 degrees celsius today a nice cool day for everybody you wanted to hear 68 degrees fahrenheit yeah exactly but nowhere else nowhere else okay 
Which does, I, I, I acknowledge that that means I'm going to have to learn Celsius and Fahrenheit as two distinct scales. Right. But when I'm talking specifically about my own comfort, like that zero to 100 scale, perfect. No notes. No notes from Ben. Uh, so I, I hope uh, our non-American listeners uh, are still going to stick with us in this troubling time. <laughs> this is the thing that they're going to stop <laughs> listening to us for. It's like all of all of your units are way better than ours. However, oh, and then we just dropped off the entire set of the world and we're just American listening to us now. If they if they didn't stop listening to me because I went on a whole thing about Z versus Z, this isn't going to do it. At least at least with this, yes, this I is admit, way more nuanced than Z versus Z. I admit metric is better for basically everything. Z versus Z is a whole different thing. <laughs> um so yeah, uh Troy fixes the AC unit. Um back at the trial, Jeff says that he has no closing argument because he is throwing the case. Uh and then he gives he gives a whole winger speech about like guys like me will tell you there's no right or wrong. Uh, but and I, that's apparently all I wrote about that winger speech. I just skip over the average Boy, winger speech. Howdy, did I just there was a lot of the the Jeff speech I skipped over here. Um, but there's a it's, the problem is there's a lot going on while he gives a speech, but the speech kind of isn't important. <laughs> I mean, it is, but like, so, okay, so let's, let's just go through the events that happens while we kind of listen to Jeff talk about what it's like to be a good person. Um, evil Abed returns with an extension cord. Um, Troy starts to get concerned with Murray unable to fix the AC. Uh, but he, his frustration, uh, Murray's frustration overflows and threatens, I'll kill you just like I killed Laybourne. Um, mm -hmm. and everybody's like, a little shocked by that. And Murray's like, was that out loud? Um, back in the sun chamber after some additional Jeff words, uh, Troy's compartment is a nice 68 degrees Fahrenheit, 20 degrees Celsius. While Murray's is 145 degrees Fahrenheit, 62.7 degrees Celsius. So there see, you go with the resolution. See, see that's the, just, I, I no, I understand. I'm, that's what I, I was giving you that point of, you were right about the resolution of Celsius. I agree with that. It's it's just that's a 40 degree difference, which feels like nothing. Compared to like 40 degrees. Oh, I see. Oh, I was very always. I was like, hold on. I got to do some math. Right. 40 degrees Celsius is huge rather than the 40 degrees uh -huh. Fahrenheit, which is less huge, but still kind of big. Like go from 100 degrees Fahrenheit to 60 degrees Fahrenheit. You're you're from a really hot summer day to. A nice crisp summer. So yeah, like 40, like from 100 to 60 is in Fahrenheit is from a pretty hot summer day to a nice spring day where, you know, 20 degrees Celsius to 67 degrees Celsius or 62 degrees Celsius is room temperature to I'm about to die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the scale is a little bit different. But that's fine. Uh, uh, Murray can't really hit the button to yield because it is really up high and he kind of passes out. And Troy looks over to the crowd and they're cheering on Murray's death, apparently. Um, but he sees a force, a force ghost of Laybourne and decides uh -huh. to fix Murray's AC unit. So he his side is also cool. 
according to the uh, Luke side of the force theory, uh, where you get a cool Jedi ghost body if Luke sees you die, Luke Skywalker watched Dean Laybourne die. Uh, just throwing that out there. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> There, there's an omniscience of Luke Skywalker then that I'm a little uncomfortable with. Um, so anyways, uh, I'm just saying of all the topics that you've discussed on Ring My Bell, Luke Skywalker has probably been there if he's omniscient. Yeah, Jeff finishes up his speech. That's basically like uh, the truth is uh, helping only ourselves is bad and helping each other is good. Um, Shirley is good. She's helping me. And that's it's easy. You just stop thinking about what's good for you. And started thinking about what's good for someone else. And like somehow this kicks evil Abed out and and good Abed is back in. Um, right. Because uh, the timeline darkness falls too hard that Abed takes re-control of his body, I guess. Um, Jeff tells the Dean to throw this case out of court because it's dumb. And then Pierce withdraws it and fires Alan. Um, and then Alan's like, you're finished. I never got to tell you, Jeff, but I was the one that turned you into the state bar. And Jeff's like, I know. I never got the chance to thank you for that. Uh, then Alan uses the word gay as derogatory. And Pierce is like, don't use gay as a der derogatory word. And turns around and says, good person. Booyah. And I'm just all lowercase. Good job, Pierce. The bare minimum. You did it. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's, that's, it's a, that's a real loaded, like, because I think... Maybe you're supposed to be like, oh, maybe Pierce learned something this season because advanced gay happened and his his dad died and he he learned to, you know, I mean, yes, but, but really but like, literally like 30 minutes ago in show, yeah, he was no, giving I'm, multiple I'm, like I'm not I'm, arguing with I'm, you. I'm, 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 just I'm, I'm getting there. Let me let me finish. Let me finish my point. Okay. okay? I'm not arguing with you. Is I'm just I was like I was offering. OK, go ahead. I, I think I think the idea is that we're supposed to be like, OK, maybe Pierce has learned something. But really, and maybe this is actually what they meant, because, you know, it's Dan Harmon and he's super meta all the time. Maybe it's just commentary on the like performative. Uh, uh, I guess woke wasn't a thing at the time. Um Sure. The, the the performative uh just like yeah like you said like doing the bare minimum where it's like aha jeff just gave a speech about doing good things so i'm gonna point out you shouldn't use the word gay that way right and then and then literally is just like patting himself on the back like booyah i did a good thing right exactly so it's, it's literally like you 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 didn't even do anything that big you just did a thing um so, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, back in the sun chamber, uh, uh, af after Troy has fixed <laughs> Murray's air conditioning unit, they're like, take this man to the infinite, the infinite labyrinth of eternal ice. And Troy's uh, like, no, don't do that. Take him to the police. He murdered someone. <laughs> Y'all are weird. <laughs> it's um, so good. I, I, I. <laughs> It just Troy is like looking at this and it's like, look, I know that some of the stuff that I do is kind of nerdy weird. This is insanity. Uh, so, yeah, we, we go to uh, the hallway where um, we get sort of uh, some wrap up and uh, they're like, well, maybe we should have uh, Jeff sign the form. 
Uh, but you know, he can kind of, he can act as our, our legal counsel basically. And, and, um, they're like, Oh, well, like Pierce had a good idea. So I, I, I think there have been like one or two from the rest of the show in it, but like it does, it it's very funny for everyone. Like, Annie specifically being like, Pierce, you had a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's your first one. And I'm like, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure that it's his first one, but, but I get the joke. Britta says that uh, she really screwed up and she's going to change her major one more time. But Abed's like, no, don't do that. You cured me. I mean, you didn't. Clearly, I need therapy. But uh, you're the only kind of therapist I can trust. The kind who has as little control over my mind as me. Mm-hmm. Which is a very troubling sentiment. But that's yes, agreed. fine. Um, and then Troy shows hug. up. Mm-hmm. Yep, they do uh, hug. And then Troy's like, mind if I cut in? And then in a in a great fake out, like Britta opens her arms wide and he walks right by and hugs Abed, uh, so which good. is very good. But then uh, he, Troy, he does tr- he does hug Britta after that. Sure. So. I, I do want to point out that Troy made a new rule that the AC repair school has to act like a regular school, which he can do because he's their messiah. It's good to be the which, messiah. You know, exactly. It's good to be the messiah. You can you can make rules. Um, so they walk down the hall and Jeff returns to looking at cellular mitosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a bit of a montage to the, uh, at least it was here by the 88, mm-hmm. the same song as in the intro, but a different portion yep. of it. Uh, so real, I'm just going to go through this real quick. Uh, Let's do it. the sandwich shop opens, Jeff passes bio, uh, city college may the, the Dean, uh, Dean Sprecht, uh, makes attack plans. With a uh, tank. It, with he's a got tank. a tank. While Chang spies on him, Starburns has faked his own death, and uh, he's got a fake wig and a book called The Science of Death Faking. Did he Did he take any time to remove the stars from his burns? No, he did not. No, he did not. Uh, That's too much. Jeff actually looks up uh his father on uh, a search engine of some sort i looked i paused it in that moment it's search excellent um abed takes apart the dreamatorium so that troy can move into that spare bedroom um and then abed kind of sneaks off to a mini dreamatorium in his his uh blanket fort bedroom Mm -hmm. and then there's some rumbling and a flash of light from the dreamatorium and then the very last thing is just a title card that says hashtag six seasons and a movie Mm -hmm. uh, because the show was very in danger of being canceled at this point yes indeed Uh, but we do get a tag Uh, Leonard is giving another snack food review for let's potato chips as we discussed a little earlier Leonard says they're good and a buy uh-huh, nice little nod to goodbye, because it, again, may have been the very last episode. But um, it is not. We, we do have three more seasons We have three more seasons. Um, but before we get to those seasons, it is time for... Grades. I do have a bit of a rant, so you do you want to go, do you wanna go before the rant or after the I'll rant? I'll go after the rant. I probably okay. won't touch on your rant at all, but I will let you go on it. You seem very, you're just so ripping and roaring to go for it. I have problems with this episode. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I I will start out by saying that I really do enjoy the 
AC repair school plot. Mm-hmm. I think it's very funny. Um, we went we went over basically every last bit of the AC repair school. Uh, that uh, it's just it's it's so funny. I love it. Um, the Jeff does the whole trial thing is fine, but it serves as a mean to an end. I have a lot of problems with the the evil Abed plot in okay. this episode because and it's it has it has absolutely never sat right with me because the so th- throughout the series uh you know we we never get any sort of actual diagnosis for Abed but he is very uh strongly suggested to be on the autism spectrum mm-hmm. and uh I have always had a, a a very big problem with this episode that um the the fact that losing Troy which in fairness can be a very traumatic thing and I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to minimize that but mm-hmm. the fact that losing Troy sends Abed so far off of the deep end that he is literally an extension cord away from cutting off a friend's arm with a bone saw and there's a scene where Abed has plugged in. He's literally plugged in the bone saw. And then he does this like comedic, like, oh, it's too short. Like I'm trying to, oh, I gotta, I gotta get a, an extension cord. And I hate it. I absolutely hate that moment because when you have a character with a, uh, uh, uh mental disorder, you know, whether whether it is explicitly stated or not, I mean, you know. For for all intents and purposes, let's let's assume that Abed is is uh, autistic because he he is certainly treated like it an awful lot in the show. Mm-hmm. So when you when you are writing a character who has a mental disorder, you really have to watch how you treat that and i think they absolutely fail abed in this episode and i think they absolutely fail uh uh, autistic people in this episode because whether or not they actually intend for this to be the message the message in this episode is your friend with autism is one bad day away from cutting your arm off like that is awful that mm-hmm. like i i hate it i like and i think that in general i don't think a lot of people have the same issue that i do with this um so it may be it may be something that i i may just be totally overblowing you know again i'm uh i i i don't have autism as far as i know so you know if if you if if you you the listener do and and feel that i'm off base about this uh feel feel free to tell me i'm wrong and to shut up but i don't like that implication um it mm-hmm. is this this sure. this episode is one of my least favorite moments in the entirety of community and it is that suggestion that you have to be afraid of your friend who has a mental disorder because one day they will just lose it and they will literally come to you with a bone saw. 
I don't think that it's a bad idea to address the the because Abed's going through some very dark feelings in this sure. episode, and he has yeah. he has in other episodes in the in the season. Right? We got uh, I always forget the name of the episode, but the one the one with him and Annie in the dreamatorium. Right? Right. Yeah. We find out there's uh, there's Abed has a lot of feelings of loneliness, and the idea of losing Troy. Not even to like some freaky AC repair school, but just he's going to spend less time with Troy because Troy is going to start going out with Britta and that freaks him out and he feels lonely. And I think that it is it is absolutely worthwhile to explore those feelings. I just wish they didn't do it with this fucking comedic bone saw extension cord gag. It feels so gross. And the fact that this was one of uh, almost one of the last moments of the entire show that they 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 almost went out on this message of like ha 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 uh, your autistic friend might cut off your arm, arm with a bone saw um but you know it's you jeff gave an impassioned speech so it's fine we'll laugh about this later mm-hmm. it's never really it's never really dealt with um and i i hate it and if i could if i could go back in time and and if i had the option of bringing Dan Harmon back for season four or deleting that scene, I would delete that scene uh, with, with no disrespect to Dan Harmon or anything. I would delete that scene over bringing him back in season four. Um, I hate that scene. With all that said, I'm going to give this episode a C minus. Um, I'd, I'd really do like the AC repair school thing. Okay. The Abed thing pisses me the fuck off. Sure. Um, and so there it is. So that's my rant. Uh, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Sure, and I I will uh, (laughs) probably offer lukewarm support for your rant. Um, uh, As you might be able to know or tell, or we've probably discussed it, neither one of us are neurotypical. Um, We are neurodiverse. Um, ADHD, baby! Woo! Anxiety and depression, huzzah! Um, So, uh, you know, we're maybe we are you know, sensitive to how neurodiverse people are portrayed in media. Um, and I, and I never made those connections myself. Um, but when you, when you discuss it that way, I kind of definitely see where you're coming from. So it's not, it's, I don't think, well, again, I can only speak for my own subset, but I don't think you're seeing, you know, I don't think you're looking at it the wrong way. I think it, it is an interesting, um, discussion to have, um, because, you know, uh, Abed is written really well to slip into characters um, as kind of a coping mechanism for things. And this one, you know, is definitely, you know, the evil Abed character. Sure. Um, so, and, and, and but, you know, for, for clarification, like, I would be fine with the idea of evil Abed kind of like slipping in uh, because like intrusive thoughts are a thing. They oh, are absolutely, absolutely like. Uh, anxiety and depression absolutely there's uh i think it was an episode of invisibilia but there's a great episode where they talk to a guy who has ocd and they talk to him about how like he literally has has repeated like mental uh 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 fantasies almost about basically just like brutally killing his wife and he's like i would never do that but i have these intrusive thoughts it's part of my mental disorder and I mean, don't maybe go into that level on on a comedy show, but like 
de- right. the idea of dealing with intrusive thoughts is, I think, worth exploring. I just, I don't think they did it right. Oh, I agree. I'm not, I'm not arguing that they did. I, in fact, I, you know, the more and more you're discussing it, the more and more I'm on your side. Um, granted, I, I, you know, I haven't gotten to my grades yet, but I definitely want to hear from other people and how they see it because I think, you know, we all have a different viewpoint and we all have different, you know, situations and, you know, we all see things differently, obviously. Um, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't see it. You know, I didn't see it until you kind of referenced it, but something, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, I mean, the, I'm, the, I'm definitely reading into it where oh, I sure. think a lot of well, people are not. So, right. well, what I'm, what I, what I do agree with you hundred percent with is the AC repair school is the best part of this episode. Full stop. No, no notes. Like Jeff, the Jeff Shirley Britta thing is kind of, or, uh, the Jeff Shirley, uh, Pierce thing is kind of they're fine uh i do love anytime i get to see the dean be just bizarre because he wants to be um uh but yeah uh the abed stuff feels weird and in it you know uh i i agree with you like if it wasn't bone saw if it was i don't know how you how you turn you bring evil abed who wants to make everything a little bit more dark without like injuring somebody though uh, if he's just trying to return everything to his timeline, and I, I totally agree with you. Um, some, you know, I, I don't know, like an inspection of intrusive thoughts and his, uh, his feelings about Troy be that loneliness and being abandoned is, you know, it's a real, real worry. It's a real thing to deal with. And, you know, I, I, you know, I think you're right that it probably could have been dealt with a little easier. And I think it's important to note, like, and then you did in chat, this is a live show. Uh, ben Warner uh, said that it might be a product for the time. And I think, you know, that's also, you know, we're talking 10 years ago, right? Where we've learned a lot about how to, you know, uh, portray uh, those that are neurodivergent and things like that in a, in a more sensitive way, in a more thoughtful way than just, Haha, he's a new character this week. Um but yeah, I think uh, I I think the the AP, AC repair school clearly the top bit of this episode and everything else kind of exists in my thing to that. So, yeah, I don't I don't think I'd give it I think it would probably be a B minus for me just because the AC repair school does bring it all the way up for me it's it's so good because if it if the if the ac repair school wasn't in here and you know troy was just off doing something else like if he was at i don't know working a job at senior kevin's i would be like this is boring as hell Uh (laughs) this is this is a fine episode i guess it's all right um but yeah i think b minus um the ac repair school makes it um and i i i may may his breeze join the wind uh yes excellent um and yeah you know and uh i i do feel like because my my other my other thought on this is that you know this is on tv contemporarily with the big bang theory which i think uh is i i think it it fails um portraying uh because the thing like i compare i compare abed to sheldon a lot the big bang theory fails it so much because the the big bang theory 
is a problem because Sheldon's meant whatever mental disorder he does or does not have, um, because they've explicitly never given him a diagnosis on the show. But whatever he he does or does not have is often a villain of the episode. Mm-hmm. It is made to be it is made to be something that gets in the way, but in a funny way question mark there's certainly a laugh track um i i do feel like for the most part they do a good job with abed because yeah abed is abed definitely has some sort of uh neurodivergent something going on and for the most part it is not it is not a hindrance to be overcome it is a thing that makes abed abed and the group loves him for it like they you know sometimes there's there's difficulties because neurodivergency like i can be i can be a lot because i've got adhd right Mm -hmm. and and i and i have anxiety so like i'm it occasionally it occasionally makes me difficult to deal with and i think i think acknowledging that is is totally fine but the and, and so the the fact that in community that is generally how it is played uh is great like i i think they do a good job with abed 99% of the time and this is this is just a a major misstep so i do i do want to point out that like yeah i think it is it is kind of maybe a sign of the time but also in general community was kind of ahead of the curve like they they sure. do a good job with him so often um which is why it's it's maybe all the more infuriating that they yeah. they'd screw it up here. So. Yeah, and and I think this is a uh, nuanced piece of criticism of like you know looking at what's around it at the time and um, you know what what you're tr- attempting to do with the character and what have you and a, like of course we love community we're doing a ding dang podcast about it but uh-huh. that doesn't mean like community is all perfect and every there are pieces of community that you can look at and be like that probably would it we should have done that better or uh-huh. that shouldn't exist because it's a hurtful offensive etc 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 and a lot a lot of community is going to probably like it was ahead of its time but it's still gonna fall out of being kind of it's gonna f- be behind the times at some point because it is interfacing with these things in the way that we would have in 2012 that was you know transgressive a little bit so in the future it's like well why would you even deal with that pierce character or whatever so i think i think that you know we're we're looking at it in 2022 eyes of 2012 where it was ahead of its time but i think it's also important to to offer criticism to the things that we love yeah absolutely um uh but yeah that that was my uh rant in many parts uh but we want to know what you think about this episode um you know like i said especially if if uh you are autistic yourself um i definitely want to to you know especially if you think i'm wrong like feel free to tell me to shut up um but uh we want to know what you think about this episode about blts um mm-hmm about um about under or over t- for toilet paper or do you just opt out of the entire debate <laughs> like i do because i'm a big uh strong man that just doesn't know his own strength and just rips and things out of the walls for some reason 
We want to know all these things and more. Uh, I've used up all my time ranting and talking about BLTs, so we'll just get to it. You can find us on Twitter <laughs> at Good Greendale. You can find us on the internet, goodmorninggreendale.com. Uh, Patreon. This was a live episode. Uh, Patreon.com slash Back to Futurama. Pa- uh, $5 and up Patreon patrons got to watch us live, um, which uh, uh, I'm sure this was a weird one to watch live as I ranted about... <laughs> portrayal of uh mental disorders um but it seemed like people uh were were uh into it and wanted to discuss it a little bit so i think people loved it uh so yeah so that's it that's that's the end of season three uh so uh i think that means next week we'll be back with probably a good morning greendale night so then we'll get into season four which I have seen, I believe, a grand total of less than once because I think I bounced out of there somewhere. Uh, it's, I want to just thank everybody uh, for uh, on Patreon or just listening. Uh, it's honestly, it's been a little bit tough recently, and knowing that I've got, you know, I I can show up, make people smile, and you know, uh, be part of a community with y'all. Uh, it means the world to me. So I just wanted to thank you for being you and hopefully that we've put a smile on your face. We've put some interesting thoughts in your head and you know, you maybe even opened your eyes to something who knows, but thank you for, thank you for being you. And I hope you have a good week. Uh, and until then I'm Ben and I'm Mike. I I wish wish you luck. luck.